0: Believe in the fight game. Hello, everyone. This is Charles Yao with Believe in the Fight Game on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team and every sport in L.A. and more. We believe in sports. Do you believe? So for this one, um, there's, there's something interesting going on in... Ronda Rousey's life, because what's happening is uh, she sourly started losing her last two fights and had a bad exit from MMA, Okay. was now wrestling with the WWE, Mm -hmm. and then I I sent you um, an audio and video bit on how Ronda was reacting and complaining about like, hey, why do I need to work this much and just... I'd rather be with my family than work for, like, these ungrateful fans, right?
1: Uh, yeah, there's a little bit of that.
0: Right. So I'm going to go ahead and play the audio to what she said at the Steve O podcast. The- Spending my time on energy oh, better. and better. Much fucking better.
1: Ungrateful fans okay, that go. don't even appreciate me. So I was like, man, like, and then the thing is like, I love performing. I love the girls. I love being out there. But, um, at the end of the day, I was just like, fuck these fans, dude. My family loves me and they appreciate me and I want all my energy to go into them.
0: So there you go. There's the bit from Ronda Rousey where she talks about fuck the fans. And from your impression, Jovan, With, with the WWE, don't you think everything is all about your fans? Your success is lamented all on fan base?
1: Yes. And I think the fans are much more uh, loyal to the performers that give it their all. Right? That mm-hmm. kind of live, breathe, eat their job and the performance. So... You know, to hear something like that, if I were a fan, I would probably not care one way or another if she stayed or not. Because if when you hear that, you you hear, oh, well, then don't come here. Who who cares? Like, we have other people. Like, you're great and whatever, but you don't have to be here if you don't want to be here. We're not going to make you stay. We're not going to beg you to stay.
0: Really good point, because the most important thing about w- with wrestling – is you wanna always keep your fans. Now, there's one thing when you're knocking the association, right? If, like, if she says, hey, wrestling is fake, then you're knocking the association.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: when the moment you're starting to knock your fans, that's really bad for your career.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I, you're right in the sense that uh, WWE, it, it, it is about the fans because That's the in a way they are just as important to the whole experience of watching it as the performers because when you watch any of the big WrestleManias or whatever cage matches that they're gonna have, you're also feeding off of the the crowd and how they react to it. So they feel just as much as a as a performer as in a way as the actual people in the ring. So I think by knocking the fans you are that's yeah that's everything
0: that's like you're everything. literally hanging yourself you yeah
1: know? yeah like i mean it in a way that's very different from martial art from mma right because like in a way if you are like fuck only, i only i just want to fight i don't care about who's there sometimes the fans like that right because you're so intense and you want to win and and there's something different about the wwe where like I think everybody is, knows it's a show, right? They're, everybody's in on the fact that it's fake. So for you to be like, oh, well, the fans are shit, it's like, dude, we know why we're there. We don't think this is real. Like, we just want to be entertained. And if you don't think, if you're too good to entertain us and be part of it, then fuck you. We don't need to
0: hear. So here's the context for our listening audience. There's shooting as in shooting from the hip with your true emotions, And then there's pulling a work. Pulling a work is where you're acting just for the programming sake. Like, in other words, you're playing the bad guy, or so they say in wrestling, she's playing the heel. Okay. Right? Yeah. If she's, what Jovanna and I are talking about is if she's shooting, if she's shooting from the hip and being honest, then you're done. You are a professional bridge burner because you've done it with the UFC, where you ban people with the UFC when about interviewing her about past fights, which is ridiculous uh-huh. as a fighter, uh, right? okay. So now if she is actually shooting, meaning she's being honest and truly emotional, she's shooting from the hip, then she's highly incorrect she's a bridge burner. So that's what we've been discussing right now. Mm-hmm. Now, if she's pulling a work, I think this is 100% genius to be a guest at Steve-O's podcast and you're trying to portray it as if you're really meaning that, but it's really a work, right? She's really acting. So to me, if, it's, if, it's, if she's pulling a work or pulling a bit, so they say in stand-up comedy, uh-huh. it's absolutely genius.
1: Or well, what does she gain from it?
0: Then now she changes her character. Now she's as, a villain? As, yeah, she's a villain or a heel. Mm. And now, now the intensity of dislike is there. So they're going to watch someone they want to see lose. Kind of like Floyd Mayweather.
1: Okay. to many Pacquiao fans. Okay. So if that were the case, what... Okay. Do you think she's... <laughs> is she shooting or is she working?
0: Okay, <laughs> excellent questions. Because this is really the root of why you and I are talking about this. What do you? Okay, I personally feel mm-hmm. she was shooting, mm-hmm. but because she's so sensitive to the public. <laughs> she admitted that it was a work because the contextual timeline, Jovan, is as of recent, she kind of confessed it in a short interview on TV that she was pulling a work. She was working.
1: Oh, well, good for her because I bought it.
0: But but here's the thing. I personally feel just from the very little that you've been updated on in regards to Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. don't, don't you think it's a strong possibility that she was really shooting from the hip, being I think honest? So.
1: Yeah, and then like it,
0: and then she couldn't take because she didn't have thick oh. skin. and then she decided, you know what? It's a work. It's a work.
1: Other, you mean because she got so much backlash? She's exactly, like, oh, because she couldn't kidding. handle it. Kidding. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes more sense because I think as we've I, well, I haven't seen everything that she's done in interviews, but I've seen enough of of her speaking to the media. Sure. And she doesn't seem to be one to play a role or bullshit. She likes to pretend like she's keeping it real all the time and i feel like she she thinks it's it's almost like magnanimous, magnanimous of her to be honest with people when they're interviewing her so she's like well i don't care i'm going to say it but then in hindsight you're right whenever there's backlash that comes after it's released she's always defensive or like wants to explain herself or backpedal or something to that effect so i can understand why you why you explained like oh now she's saying oh it's just a joke and oh yeah yeah i'm just playing a role because i think she's also one of those people that likes to keep her foot in when it comes to opportunities she wants to be able to come back or like she she doesn't seem like the type of person that she she wants to be have the attention whenever she wants it so like if if she she likes to act like oh i don't care but she cares.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> she, likes
1: stay, she likes to stay current. She likes to say this, oh, I'm gonna retire or I'm gonna pull back. But what does she do? She ends up coming back even harder. Like it, it's a, she's a very interesting character in the sense that she doesn't know what she really wants in her heart of hearts. She's, she, thinks she, wants to, she thinks she wants to back down or, or limit her time there. But then in reality, she just wants to be in the middle of everything.
0: And you know what's interesting about her as a person? Hmm. Because she wasn't exactly dirt poor, right? But she wasn't privileged privileged.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, wasn't there like these, like she lived out of a car kind of thing?
0: Right. But it was out of her choice because she didn't want to live with her mom. But the option okay. was there to have a bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's different from like someone who rises to success, like Rockefeller or even the new Rockefeller, Jay Z. Right. Uh-huh. They come from nothing,
1: uh, absolutely yeah, yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah. But she had the option to. But what's interesting is people like her and Floyd, um, there's a certain space for them in what they've accomplished in the fighting arts mm-hmm. to where they're highly revered, right? But it's, it's amazing to watch people who are in that position that are still that insecure.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we do that to almost every celebrity, right?
0: But there's celebrities that take it in stride and who doesn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like here here's a classic example. Um when is it Tom Hanks' wife, is her name Rita? Rita Wilson, yes. All right. So they have one son who's a total cultural appropriator. Yes. MC Caribbean hip hop <laughs> black, <artist>. black, <laughs> i <Irie. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yes. He's so it's so funny, but yes, continue. But but there's video out there of Rita Wilson who's rapping to, I think it's like Naughty by Nature. Yeah, yeah. That cadence and that delivery is Uh not easy.
1: Oh, no, no. And she didn't do it in a way where she was trying to do that fake accent. She was just doing it the way she can do it. And it was brilliant in the way that she she delivered it because she wasn't trying to sound black. She was just rapping.
0: Right, so let me go ahead and share... um, rita wilson actually performing uh that rap right <laughs> so it's Naughty by nature it's hip-hop hooray Can, so she's pulling up a book So I'm to move it forward a little bit, but
2: you couldn't make my day. I'm walking in your yawning, but you never look my way. I'm looking down you darling in every single way. Your funny flow is falling and your brain comes on the way. This ain't got shit to do with shampoo. So watch your head and
0: shoulder like she really like changes her facial expression and everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't it's not overly done. It's not too black scent on that.
0: Right. And they think a lot of that is derived to support to her son.
1: Oh, you think? Oh,
0: yeah, man. I, I feel like that's like a mom like. You know what, man? You know what? If he's if he's gonna be like that, I'm I'm gonna lighten things up.
1: Okay, I I can see that, but she didn't go all the way. Her son went way too far. Right, there, there's a line, and he
0: which, failed which, past which- it. Which you wouldn't expect Rita Wilson, like, with dreads and a fucking large (laughs) bloody variety.
1: So if she's trying to, like, meet in the middle of it, then okay, maybe, maybe.
0: But like her interpretation. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Or just to say, hey, we can all like rap. We can all appreciate it. We can all do enjoy it the way we like to. Now, Chet, Chet's not doing so good with the. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so let me go ahead and look up Chet uh, Hanks. Hanks rapping.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, or should I just...
1: Just put Chet Hanks, I'm sure it's there. Chet Hanks,
0: I'm sure something might pop up there, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there's an intro from Entertainment Canada <laughs> where Chet Hanks is speaking Patois. Oh, wow. I think the most fun thing... So about using fiber. Is, So basically... Um, It's Entertainment Canada that's going to be providing the audio for this. Here we go
2: brought all four of his kids to the Golden Globes on Sunday night, as he was awarded with the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime Achievement. And his 29-year-old son, Chet, has had a rough <laughs> past, including a drug problem that he's now overcome.
0: Yeah, and he has recorded some rap music in the past where he used the N-word. And he recently said that poor decision This guy needs a lozenge, by the way. Decision was due to his heavy drug use. Well, now he's getting a lot of attention for the video he posted on the red carpet Sunday night using Patois. Oh my God.
2: Up the whole island, massive. It's your boy Chattana <laughs> coming straight from the Golden Globes.
0: Uh-oh. You It's know what's too far what, to the what forward, come. We got tune in. Okay, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's completely cringeworthy, right?
1: Yeah, that's a weird one. when you said, Here from the Golden Globes, you're like, Why are you talking like that? That's fantastic.
0: Yeah, but, but but I feel like it. It's there's like Rita Wilson's reaction mm-hmm. is a good example for like courage under fire or it's like yeah. it's a refute, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. If she went all the way, like the Chet route, it would have been a bad look, but she knew, okay, I can do this. This is, this can be, people would appreciate this and kind of have a laugh and, you know, it wouldn't be a backlash like what Chet did. Oof.
0: But but do you kind of see where I'm coming from, where it's kind of like defense, mm-hmm.
1: but very okay. subtle
0: defense for her yeah, son?
1: If you call it that, if you can, if you want to co- classify it like that, okay, I can give you that. I can give that to you.
0: Or initially, before we spoke, did you think it was just one of those, Rada Wilson, I'm just going to do this just for the heck of it?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I kind of took it like, because her, her and Tom Hanks tend to do those fun things with, Sure. Yeah, you know, like they release little snippets and you know Tom Hanks likes to take pic- like funny pictures with fans. I I thought it was something like that, like just a little bit of a of a tease of like how cool they are, but I didn't really think of it as defense, but now that you frame it that way, I can see if that's like that could have been a strategic uh public relations kind of thing.
0: Totally. Um I also feel like People like Ronda Rousey who are very insecure. Do you think it's based out of the insecurity of what people think, or she's just insecure?
1: Because
0: they're two different things, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think I think she she it's a deep seated insecurity because I think she like she knows she's good at certain things. Um sure. But she also, I think she also doesn't want to be just one thing to people. She wants to be able to act. She wants to be able to be relatable. She wants people to like her. I mean, like Conor McGregor, like just doesn't give a shit, right? He just wants you to think he's great, a great example. He just wants you to think he's a great fighter. He doesn't care if you think he's a good person. He just wants you to think that he's a great fighter. Ronda wants people to like her. I think just, not just for being what she was for the MMA, but. She wants she wants the, the other love too. In anything she does. Yeah.
0: Well, well, yeah. Well, and I feel like that might be something also generational. Because with someone Possibly. like Jordan, right? Like Jordan is one of the greatest in basketball. Mm-hmm. Just to be safe. That's mm-hmm. pretty safe. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he decided to play baseball. And to come from mm-hmm. that comet status of legend mm-hmm. and then to play baseball and be terrible and shitty. Mm-hmm. He wasn't afraid about it. Yeah. But, but I feel like a lot of it is so derived with social media fame also. That, that's where someone like Jordan, maybe if Jordan was like now. the GOAT now, exactly, the GOAT now, maybe he would be as insecure.
1: Like a LeBron kind of thing?
0: Absolutely like LeBron. Yeah,
1: yeah. You know,
0: like how LeBron – uh, was uh, oh, I'm not gonna go ahead and uh, read this speech that fits in this one posted note that I'm gonna put on the floor, cause I'm not self-aware. Uh huh. And then he decides to say like, oh, I, I'm just gonna do this from the heart. I even think that's been practiced.
1: Yeah, you think? Uh that one I could go fifty-fifty. I, I could see how he was if he was emotional enough, he could he could he could shoot from the hip. But uh, I don't. I don't think, I don't think it's. I think he's also uh, eloquent enough to pull that off. It wasn't that long of a speech. If it was a, like a long-winded two, you know, two-parter kind of, uh, to have an allegory in there or something like that. No, 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 that's practice. But I think what he he was eloquent enough to demonstrate. You know, uh, we're talking about the Kobe speech,
0: right? Right. Well, in casting yeah, yeah, yeah. for the listening audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I, I feel like he. he you can kind of semi-rehearse uh, something, but not every little thing. I think he got away with it because it was short.
0: But what uh, makes it contrived, I feel, is him having to show the public, I have something oh, I written, have to Oh, I have to put it down. And I have to put it on the floor.
1: I have to announce it. I have to announce to tell you. like this Right. Is, yeah, that, that was a little... That that part was a bit of a showman thing.
0: We're, I, right. Where someone older would just be like, hey, I wrote something. I don't need to show it. Meaning... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna shoot from the hip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like everything I say is from the heart from now on. Like, it's like, no, it's like, just, it would have been even nice if he, I mean, everyone's watching him, right? He could have just put it down and then started talking, right? Um, I mean, not necessarily, or say something simple as like, I'm just gonna speak from the heart, not let, let me just put this down right now. I'm just gonna like it was a bit. That was a bit showy. Yeah,
0: like he that. took like two, three steps forward to drop it, and then took two, three steps back.
1: Yeah, it to go ahead bit, and do um, that. Um, but yeah, with uh, with Rhonda, I th- I I think you're right. I, I don't like to play this card, but sometimes I don't know. I think women have been conditioned to want to be accepted and to see, be seen more for than one thing, like whether it be being beautiful or being smart we like to be seen as a package not just one thing so i don't know if that's coming through or i I, there is some sort of sensitivity though that she has because if she really didn't care she wouldn't care like she wouldn't come back every time she spoke and try to backtrack or anything she'd just be like that's i'm just gonna leave it where it is but she doesn't (laughs) she she wants to have an explanation for everything Even, even something that's not defensible you know you're like just let it go
0: but she can't and and you need to correct me on this but Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, Snapchat TikTok and Instagram is harder pressure on women because there's this aesthetic that you have to project and Mm -hmm. a peacocking that you have to practice as Mm -hmm. currency Mm -hmm. for yourself am I incorrect by that because I personally feel you see it you definitely see it in in Uh women
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was younger, we used to, we used to criticize like women that were actresses, right? Like, oh, why does she have to show all of her tits? Like if she's in a movie, but now it, we can it, It's not just people that, cause you know, that if you're an actress, you want attention so you can criticize them. Now we have all these like very, very um, attainable things on our phone that broadcast that. And it's the same thing. It's just now an everyday person can do it. <laughs> like an everyday person can, can get that attention for, yeah, taking off their clothes or looking a certain way. And it, it is prevalent. You can't deny it. I think women have been, um, it's harder to foster a self-confidence by being your true self for a woman than it is for a man when it comes to social media.
0: Yeah, and I've told your brother this. I've told several people this who have mm-hmm. uh, done podcasting and radio with. If I weren't doing radio or podcasting, I would be off social media. <laughs> but, okay. you know, people need to see how active you are yeah. if you're creating content, mm-hmm. if you know how to curate content. Mm-hmm. And it's helped me get onto this podcast network, mm-hmm. Believe. And if honestly, man, I'm like, really, I prefer Twitter. hmm in a sense of just looking at the phone and then scrolling to see to get information, and that's where I'm at right now with Instagram. Uh-huh. Where if I if I do three four thumb slides and you don't show up, I'm not gonna like you because I'm only gonna give it three four slides at the most. Uh,
1: you're not going to the end where you where you picked off the last day. Or... No,
0: and, you, and neither I am with um, Instagram stories. Yeah. Like I well, go, that, I go through what's first shown once that's done, it's done. I'm not sliding or scrolling uh, horizontally anymore. Oh, uh,
1: okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I think that's what they said too is because uh, I think suicide in kids has has gone up because of all the bullying. I mean, not just the aspirations, you know, like the pressures to be a certain thing. It, it's the whole it, part of it hand in hand is the bullying that comes along with it because you aren't the way that you're supposed to be supposed to look how you're supposed to look how you're supposed to portray yourself so it it's hard for people that are younger to escape anything whether it be how you're supposed to be or act versus and, and on the flip side how people respond to you how they bully you and everything it, it's always in your pocket at this time at this point in time
0: yeah and that's where the danger is. And it's interesting, and I mean this just as Charles and Jovan talking now, and mm-hmm. no longer talk, thinking of an audience. Um, it's interesting what people ha- how people have stopped posting about themselves because it's a fucking pandemic. You know, everyone's uh, indoors. Uh-huh. And It's all relegated to either them baking
1: uh, or the throwback.
0: Concept. Right. Th- uh, throwback content and wishful mean thinking mm-hmm. and and to me that's i feel like this pandemic has been a good like mental reset for yeah. people.
1: yeah i guess it's a good way to think well look at you looking at all these uh silver linings uh it's it's because like mm-hmm. i yeah you're right it, it was getting a bit ridiculous with ooh look where i am i'm gonna put a picture of it and now people are, have to think more creatively, I guess, with how they express themselves, whether they're going to be funny or informative or, you know, rather than just, oh, look at me, I'm going somewhere. Yeah,
0: good point. Right. I'll so, take it. Um, I guess uh, for, for this part of the show, I still don't know what we're going to call it. We're going to learn from Curb Enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Curb Lessons.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> yeah.
0: Something like that.
1: Something, yeah.
0: So we're gonna, we're gonna, we're both fans of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Mm -hmm. we're we're not gonna go through this watch with us the whole episode because that'll take like two hours. But um, we want to learn lessons and take context out of Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, segments and shows. So this one is where it's Jason Alexander and Larry David, and they just had lunch. And Larry David is actually um, really curious about what Jason Alexander is going to tip. So can you see the screen, Jovan? Yes. Okay, go.
2: So why don't we need the same thing so one of us doesn't look like an idiot? Wait, 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 we favorite nations all of a sudden for lunch? You know, but what is the big deal if we both leave the same amount? What do you want to leave? What's your inclination? <laughs> 12 bucks. 12 bucks? Yeah.
0: Good. Put down 12.
2: Right, Write 12 down. How much are you going to leave? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, let's do the first breakdown.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: If you and I were having lunch.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And let's say this place is what? A $24 a plate place? It doesn't look too expensive. Uh-huh. Look at 20- us with with our first world, with my first world comment, $24 a plate lunch. Yeah, and it's oh, not too expensive. Yeah, yeah. But that is the dining norm. Um is it inappropriate? For Larry David and I have a situation to share with you after you answer that. Well, wait a minute. So is is Larry David inappropriate for asking Jason Alexander? Well, how much he's going to tip. Yep.
1: No, I don't think it's inappropriate for him to ask.
0: See, for me, if, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. If, If you're good friends with someone, I think it's very light it's very light. It's, it's a very light hearted question, right? Yeah. Like, dude, what are you going to tip? Okay. I'll tip the same.
1: Yeah. Oh, something like that. Yeah. Nothing. I, I think it's harmless to ask. I I, I don't think it's, uh, I, I would not take offense if someone asked me how much you're going to tip.
0: Right. So, but I think there's, there's, uh, longer lasting context to where it's like, you know what, Larry, you're just this fucking bald asshole prick fuck. So yeah. I'm not going to tell you. So yeah. in Jason Alexander's position, I feel like, especially with both of them uh-huh. being affluent, let's just assume they're affluent yeah, and yeah, well off, right? It wouldn't be a big deal to me, but knowing how Larry David is in the show, it's like, yeah. there's a, Larry always has this, I have proof in his back pocket. Yeah. It could be used against you.
1: Or just the, he know people that know him know he can kind of turn on a dime and like start pu- putting it against you. So That's I can, see, yeah, yeah. I can see how Jason Alexander being his longtime friend is a bit weary of answering him.
0: All right, so let, let's proceed with the rest of the audio. What's your plan here?
2: I'm encouraging you <laughs> to leave $12. I think it's a number. There's nothing to be ashamed of. on writing $12 under gratuity on your check. Are you going to leave $12? You want to know what I'm leaving? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to write down what I'm leaving right now. I'm writing a number. Now I'm folding that number, and I'm putting it inside my little... Leather check holder. Waiter, thank you very much. No problem. You've been wonderful. Thank you okay, very much. You. You're not going to tell me what you left.
0: So, <laughs> which to me is awesome just to watch how mm-hmm. um, that, this is all improv, right? Yeah. I, ate, I ate at this uh, Chinese Hong Kong cafe in Alhambra mm-hmm. called Bacali, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to work at this bank called Guarantee Bank. Okay. and. I bonded with this one other guy who hated working there. Uh-huh. By the way, I ended up ended up working for this bank for 3 months. That was oh. it. <laughs> okay. So we ate at a Bacali and we both got the same dish. <laughs> and I put in I think the dish at that point was like 11.95. Okay. So I put in a $3 tip.
1: Okay, that's healthy.
0: Whatever, you know, it's not disrespecting, it's not disrespecting. <laughs> you folded
1: it and you put it in your, in your, okay.
0: So, so basically, he- basically the guy, while I was grabbing my cash, put in $2. Uh-huh. <laughs> he just put in $2. And then by the time I pulled my money out, you know, it was like one, two, three, and then I just put it on top of the tip thing. He ended up matching me.
1: Okay. Yeah. I can see why he did it,
0: but but I felt like no, there's been at least forty five seconds of you sitting on those two dollars until I plopped down my three dollars.
1: Um,
0: you know what I'm saying? I yeah. Just, I I just feel like he was trying to not necessarily compete, but just to match. Yeah. Which no, is a form of competition, I guess. Right.
1: Yeah, I don't see it as competition. I, if anything, I see it more like he didn't want to look bad right that's the idea is that he didn't he saw what you put he knew yours was more than his he's like okay i don't want to look like the shyster okay so i'll put i'll put more to supplement so that i don't look like that much of a dick much more of a dick than this guy so i i see why he did what he did and i'm happy that he did that because i'm sorry i have friends that would just leave it and i'm like oof
0: But for a ele- for for a twelve dollar meal without tax is two bucks enough? I think that's like running. You're that running a enough. little short, right?
1: It it is enough because if you um do ten percent, that's um sorry, how much was it? Twelve dollars?
0: Yeah, so eleven ninety nine. So it'll be like what a buck twenty. Uh. For
1: tax. It's ten percent, right? Yeah. Yeah, dollar twenty. Sorry, my brain's not working. No, <laughs> oh, hey. Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's a dollar twenty, and then half of that is sixty. So one eighty. That's fifteen. Is one eighty. Yeah. So you, he's like two dollars. Is fine. It's not generous, but it's fine. It, right. It, yeah. Like, uh, it, it, to me, it's also. This is, sounds weird and very probably very peculiar, but I, I always take into context where I am, and and how much sure. and how much you tip. Because I know it's a fallacy, but they say sometimes Asian restaurants, you don't have to tip as much. But I mean, I don't like to ascribe to that, but sometimes when I'm with my mom, she's like, you don't have to put that much. I'm like, mom, they, they work hard. Let them, let them have it. You're like, no, 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 don't put that much. Or like if I'm like, say I just don't have enough money. I don't mind. Like, okay, I, that's all I got. I, I can't give more. But if you're at a nicer restaurant, I feel more obligated to give a better tip. Is that...
0: Is that a, a, a I, I get normal it. thing? Okay. I get it. However, after I managed a salsa club, okay. so I sympathize and empathize with waitresses and bartenders more. Mm-hmm. So okay. even like when I go to Sanam Luang, like my, 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 mm-hmm. I, have, I had uh, my cousin and her kids and her husband and, and my aunt fly out here from New Bedford. Okay. And then we were getting shit faced at Kuang Te across the street from Sanam Luang. Okay, but because it's Sanam Luang, I was always like, I always tip twenty five percent up to thirty.
1: Okay, they know and, you there.
0: Right, they know me there.
1: Yeah, the same thing with me. I have a restaurant that I go to that I love. I always over tip, and it helped because then they remembered my name, and then I, they remembered me, and then it's like a chain reaction. So you know where you're gonna tip well.
0: Right? Uh, exactly. Okay. So so we put. I put my name. Because there was like a 17-person wait.
1: Oh. (laughs) So So, you you juiced it. So you're trying to...
0: So what we did was I signed my name. And to be Mm -hmm. a decent human being, we went to Kuang Te, had one round. And then by the time we walked back, they walked us in.
1: Okay. And that's where it paid off. Okay.
0: You know, so yeah. for for me, I think like with, with tipping, especially if you're as rich as uh, Larry David, if I was as rich as Larry David, unless if someone gave me really shitty service, you know what? I'm automatically tipping 25, 30%. Easy. Easy.
1: Yeah. 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 Cause it seems weird to put a really low number, even though it's technically okay. Right. Like it, because people know that you have money, like even though your, your bill is like, yeah, 20 bucks, you look a little weird putting four dollars on your tip line right like you have to put something like ten dollars or whatever because people know that you got the money then you just look kind of petty
0: yeah and and I feel like that's part of why you're successful (laughs) is to spend things in a grandiose way even though that's not necessarily grandiose because you're Uh rewarding someone Mm -hmm. who needs it you know yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, it's tipping is a very funny thing i think uh because people can judge you on it right like if you don't tip well other people will be like oh he's that guy is not generous because doesn't tip well or oh she's a very you know she's a nice person because she tips well i mean i think if it was very standard standardized like it is automatic everywhere people wouldn't care wouldn't think one thing or another about you right but then because it's it's a determinant of you, of like how you treat other people. That's why it, it gets a little hairy when you talk about tipping.
0: Yeah, so let's go ahead and watch the rest of the <laughs> skit. Is that it?
2: I am very excited about our show. You don't believe in tip coordination. Is that it? <laughs>
1: trying,
0: he's, trying to, he's trying to avoid the
1: conversation. Yes, he can't even let go. He's like. He's trying to change the subject, and he's like, nope, you're not going to change the subject on me.
2: Much <laughs> about the girl. It's very uh, important. I got a couple ideas. I'll email you. This is exciting, Larry. How are we doing over here, sir? Doing good. Good. Doing good. good. Anything I can get you? No. I have okay. a question I want to ask you. Okay. Remember I was in here yesterday.
0: So he actually came back to the restaurant just to settle this fucking tipping thing with Jason Alexander. Yeah. Would you mind telling
2: me how much tip the guy I was with left you? Oh, <laughs> We don't do that. <laughs> we don't do what? We don't share that information with <laughs> the Honestly, who gives a crap? I was in here. I was with a guy.
0: Uh, I'm just curious. What, what are they- now, the waiter here is being completely appropriate. Yeah. Let, let's agree to that. Like, oh, of course. You know, even though we know the context that Jason Alexander really tipped well, mm-hmm. but he's still being diplomatic.
1: Yeah in a way because in a way he thinks it's also uh like personal information right like i can't tell you that sir right
0: could, great point because then it could lead to like well how much did he give you
1: yeah right so here's <laughs>
0: yeah. so here's well, that's rest- what
1: he asked right that's exactly what he asked right? What, are they,
0: what are they leave?
2: it was it was a healthy healthy tip is mine a healthy
0: tip yeah <laughs> <laughs> that that's exactly just trying to salvage larry david like i'm still serving you yeah in <laughs> <laughs> that facial expression was his
2: healthier oh, yeah. I i missed this question was it over 12 dollars <laughs> do you, huh? do you want me to refill your water or <laughs>
0: totally Tries to turn right, right? Yeah, keep going, keep going. So scratch awesome.
2: your face with your finger if it was over $12. I, I uh, could really get in trouble with my Nobody
0: shirt. even knows what we're talking about. Scratch your face
2: with your finger if it was over $12. <laughs> Go ahead, just scratch it. Is it over $12? <laughs> oh, for God's sake. Is there anything else? Let me <laughs> ask you this
0: question. <laughs> it's so funny. Is there Spanish translation? Uh. Where it says, "Deus mío. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> oh he did say that He's like, oh my right god, this apple.
0: it's a spanish translation so there's someone in a latin american or south american or central american country that needed the translation because they're such big curb fans and then, but what's funny is like
1: i don't know i don't it isn't in latin countries it's uh not the tipping is different too so i i wonder if they actually get the context here
0: well, you know what's spreading really wide is that ending of Curb Your Enthusiasm, or, or this, uh, th- this, this part right here. Uh-huh. Like people are creating videos and ending it with that, not knowing. What the context is, but by, by sonic, yeah, approval, they go like, Oh, that's a good way to end like an awkward situation,
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the, the the horn it boom, boom.
0: everything, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, even whatever that that's uh soliloquized, so, kind of like string, oh, uh, that sounds right,
1: yeah.
2: So here it is. Question. Was it over $15? Just tug on your tie up here. Was it over $15? This is making me nervous. Nobody is
1: even. Anything that we're talking about. Was it over
2: $15? Tug on my tie. Oh my fuck. Is that all? No. I can get you. No. Don't go yet. One second. I have one more question to ask you. Did that son of a bitch give you a $20 tip? What if it was more?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's how He's like, all right,
1: that's already a confirmation, right? What would it be more?
0: Like, <laughs> He's like, you know what? If you really want to know, <laughs> if you really want to know, you really want to know, huh? I've already, I've already tightened up my ties, uh-huh. scratched my face. Here you go. So here it is. What give you? To
2: huh? Was it over thirty? Do you want to check? Yeah. If it's over thirty, I want you to raise that cup over that pot. Okay. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed your meal. Thank you. And uh, come back soon.
1: <laughs> hey, uh, For the <laughs> For the audience, he did lift the cup, so it was over thirty dollars. Very, very high. <laughs>
0: like almost like uh, yeah, like head, head he, level. above his
1: above his yeah, it was like
0: above. So
1: yeah, it's a tough thing though. Tipping is have you ever been with somebody and had to compensate for their small tip?
0: Oh, I I did it with my cheap fuck mother side family. Yeah, <laughs> I've had to do that too. It sucks. What? Dude, it's like, um, I think my parents teleported with the space-time continuum. Like, they were in the 80s. And then they just landed at Tasty Garden in Alhambra, <laughs> like, three years ago and it's still open. And they were tipping, like, 10%. Yeah.
1: Well, that's an Asian thing, though. That's the Asian restaurant thing. They say you, don't have to tip, you only have to tip 10% at Asian restaurants.
0: And, dude, like, my dad saw me like, Drop? Why, are you, why are you putting $40 more?
1: That's the one I got to look at for my mom. Not, not 40, 40. Wow. Charles, I'll wait on you on a was, ta- at a table if you're going to tip 40 There 14 of us.
0: There was 14 of
1: oh. oh, yeah. Okay, that's, that's fine. That's
0: fine. <laughs> there was 14 of us. So yeah. I was right at like 22%.
1: Oh, that's nice. That's good. Because you know it's more people and it's just more hassle.
0: And dude, like when Tasty Garden, which is like one of my favorite, most favoritist <laughs> restaurants. Tell people about Tasty Garden. Sure. Um, I discovered this restaurant, ironically, when I was working for three months at Guarantee Bank. This is in the city. Mm-hmm. I was working in the city of Monterey Park. But everyone in the bank was so charmed by my appetite. <laughs> okay. Like I literally, what a lot of the explosion of me exploring Alhambra Monterey Park. I want to say fifty percent of it was due to my dad, and fifty percent of it was actually my brother was also working at um, East West Bank. Oh, ironically, we were both working at the Monterey Park, Alhambra area. Banking, banking, and and, and banking. Yeah, (laughs) but dude, I bullshit you not. In the three months, there was a solid. I want to say almost four weeks. I was eating out. Okay. And three out of the five days, it was because someone wanted to take me to the Shanghainese restaurant. No, this Shanghainese restaurant's better. Uh-huh. No, you got to try the Singaporean restaurant. Nah, that Singaporean restaurant, no good. Tried this one. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they were just like, people were like dropping off food at my desk.
1: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Because they, I just ate everything. Uh-huh. So, so Tasty Garden is one of these, um franchise restaurant but had the best both Cantonese clean I call clean Cantonese.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Because they don't have the ducks oh. <laughs> hanging in the window. But they no, serve no food on display. Right. They, they didn't have like pork cut up where you get to weigh it. Yeah. So, but they offered it. Uh-huh. But it was just cleaner.
1: Okay. And then what's the what's the price range?
0: Um before when I took like Zach and Jay it was anywhere from eight to ten dollars per plate. Okay, I'm talking a large a la carte yeah. plate here.
1: So like a cafe, it's like a yeah, it's like a
0: Hong like, Kong cafe cafe
1: style pricing
0: with family portions.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's right? solid.
0: Because C- normally the eight to ten dollar ones are like solo plates.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. these well, a la
0: carte plates could feed three, four easy.
1: Yeah. Okay. So your fourteen party, uh, your fourteen person mm. party, was easily like more than 12 plates
0: of food? Uh, I think what me and my dad devised is we ordered uh, 10 meals, 10 dishes. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Two noodle dishes. Okay. Yeah. A fried rice dish and then a dessert dish.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So,
0: so. (laughs) so this, this is on the corner between Garfield and Valley Boulevard in Alhambra. Yeah, ironically, across the street from that restaurant, Bacali, where I told you where I put in three bucks, and the guy said,
1: "Yeah," said, <laughs> put it
0: at another dollar because he wanted his dick bigger in tipping. <laughs>
1: no, well, I think he just didn't want to show that he was had a smaller dick. So right. yeah, it, it's uh, uh, yeah, you, it's something different with Asians and and Americans, I think, when it comes to tipping, because I think Asians tend to be more sparing with the tips and then americans and whites tend to be overly tipping um even or even asian americans yeah Mm -hmm. right uh it's half half i think it's asian asian americans are half half okay uh because uh they tend to over tip even when it's not warranted like yeah I, i i feel like they'll tip the standard, even when they get shitty service. And I'm like, no, that, no, don't do that. That's like condoning good behavior and bad behavior. Like, I don't, I don't appreciate that. But yeah,
0: and you know what's worse is when you have like a woke customer, a woke Asian customer who's uh-huh. like, oh, he poured uh, water I'm into just... my glass once. Therefore, you deserve 20%. Yeah,
1: yeah. Or, deserve yeah. this American
0: dream. You are somebody, Ping. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> You will make it in this world. Yeah, <laughs> and here's my contribution to you making it. Oh my you God. take that as incentive because I'm a woke Asian consumer of food.
1: Uh, I'm saving you. Yeah, no, no, none of that. Uh, it, I just I for some like some people will call people out on on t- on tipping. I don't. It's like if I have a feeling about your tip. I'll keep it to myself, but I won't make a thing like, Hey, how come you didn't put more? Like, I won't call you out on it. That seems unnecessary, but I do carry that judgment in my head with me, knowing, you know, when we go out to eat another time, I'm like, Oh, she's probably, he or she is probably mm. not going to tip as mm, well. Cheap
0: fuck. I'm going out with her, her, him and cheapo over here. Okay, <laughs> All right. Well, let's let cheapo buy the first round. So that yeah. way at least that's squared off. <laughs> because Chipo's going to be number five air- and he's going to say oh i'm good after four drinks
1: and <laughs> not do not do their round oh that's that's got to be good
0: oh i've been around folks like that
1: oh well yeah terrible huh yeah i just i just do you wish that we lived in a country where tipping was standard
0: interesting because uh part of why i wanted to bring up is uh, right across the americana there was a restaurant that was open And they don't practice tipping. How was it? Only been there once, but it seemed like everyone was, uh, all the servers were relatively balanced. Okay. It felt like they were kind of more relaxed. I wouldn't say the service was better. Okay. You know, but when it was hectic, when I went in during lunch, they were more relaxed.
1: Okay. Okay. But that adds to the ambiance too. Like it's not as frenetic. Or like rushed, I would think. Sure. They, they didn't rush you, or right?
0: no? Yeah. It just it just felt, and it felt like it was working. That whole egalitarian method of don't tip, but our prices are a little bit higher.
1: So what what do you, so what's your what's your consensus? Do you feel that we should do it, or do you feel that we should still keep the whole tipping for for uh? Uh, free free for all tipping
0: yeah, it sounds socialists, but I feel like they should remove tipping and just increase the wage
1: of course, of course that 's the part that I have a problem with because it puts The burden of tumor, because when a uh, wait staff and bus staff they tell everybody, "Hey, we rely on your tips to live, of course, that makes us feel bad like we have to t- we feel we need to tip more to supplement their life if they were tipped. If they were paid a, a fair wage, then they wouldn't. We wouldn't feel so burdened as, as as customers to supplement their life, and then we can actually give you a tip that reflects your 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 job, the way you do your job. So I, I'm of two minds of it. If you if you can do a fair wage, I'd rather them just slap a standard tip on there, but we don't live in that society yet, so.
0: Yeah, and ironically, that restaurant closed in two years.
1: <laughs> well, that's probably, I don't know. It, it's its very difficult because I think it's the idea that the the restaurants can't keep um, low costs, like for dishes, like a, a price per dish. They can't keep it low if they don't underpay their, their staff. It's a big conundrum. If we had to actually pay how much it costs and the wage of, of the workers and everything, like that 8 to $10 Tasty Cafe is actually going to be like $18 a, a dish. And how often can you go there, right?
0: Which would cause the Chinese to riot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. we're Yeah. In, in Alhambra, you know, that's what would happen. And Charles call- can say that because he's, he's Chinese. Half Chinese, yeah. I'm calling Vince. I don't know if he's going to pick up because he works. Vince? Hey, what's up? Man? Hey, man. Um, I'm recording with Joe so I hope you don't mind. Hi, Vince. Jovan says hi. Uh, um, hey. do you believe the restaurant biz should stop tipping and giving people higher wages? Or is that too complicated?
2: Yeah, it's pretty complicated, man. Because it's like it, I mean, there's like uh, so like uh, so much. Um, Uh, like the politics behind like the uh uh the restaurants um like or like the uh between the employees and like how much work they do as you know individuals versus what they do as a group like that only works i think when you know like if if it's like a like one of those kind of restaurants where they come up and they all know each other you
0: know uh Okay. So worst case scenario could be what's, and I won't, I'll call you later, but I just want like, if you could paint a picture of like a worst case scenario, if everyone went egalitarian or socialist, where we took out tipping, what's, what's, give me one example of what could happen. That's bad.
2: Well, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll uh, get um, a lot of drama between, like, the different levels of, uh, of uh, the front of the house. Like, you know, the servers might say, oh, those bussers aren't doing their share of, like, you know, cleaning up the tables. Or, you know, the bussers might say, like, you know, the servers are working me way too hard. They barely do shit, you know, yet they're going to get, you know, the, you know, X amount, you know, or the same amount. You know, that, I mean, that's what happens even now awesome like, uh, with yeah
0: no go ahead go ahead you're you gonna say follow no, okay. that up
2: yeah because right now like say like in in my restaurants and a lot of restaurants too there's a tipping system so it's not just like you know you get like you know these uh, they they get the tips when when they cash out what happens is the uh, servers they actually have to take out part, a percentage of their tips, and they have to tip it out to the bar. And then they have to tip out a percentage of that also to, like, the busters and to the
0: runners. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Right. Well, Van nods her head. So, uh, yeah, ask, I'll interpret uh, for Joe for yeah. Jovan, Vince, one last question.
1: So yeah. if we tip our server a high amount, it's not just going to the server, it's going to everybody. Okay.
0: So Jovan was asking if we tip the server a high amount, it's not only going to the server, but it gets, it goes to everybody, gets distributed. Is that right? Yeah.
2: I mean, it goes, it goes to everybody partially, you know, like it it depends on like, I mean, every, like the um, employees, I mean, yes, short answer is yes, but like to break it down, Mm -hmm. like, most of, like we as like the um like the managers or like you know the uh the owners or whatever we can't say like this is how much you, you know to. the yeah. uh everybody should get um the act uh, the uh the staff um like all of the servers and busters and everything everybody has to vote on it it's like it's actually a part of the law uh, for california oh, at least for california yeah.
0: Awesome, man! I'll call you back like in a little yeah, bit when yeah. we're done recording. Thank you, brother. Okay, cool. Bye, thanks. Vince. Uh, uh, Jovan says bye. Take care. <laughs> yeah, cause Vince. Uh, for those of you who are listening and, and watching, uh, Vince is actually uh serves in IT and he also uh works on the point of sale part and the marketing part of uh, several of of a restaurant group. Yeah, that's yeah. why I called him.
1: Yeah, and it seems like it's very complicated. It's not just a very, it's not transactional and it goes from us directly to the, there's a whole system that it seems like they have to vote on. So talk about complexity.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a good pod for today, huh? (laughs) I didn't want to bring up, I didn't want to bring up that one jujitsu rape thing. Oh, because that would kind of like, that would be another day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we should end on that either. <laughs> right, totally. So I didn't want to bring that up, but uh, yeah. So in regards to Ronda Rousey, just to recap, I think she was uh, shooting, uh-huh. and, and then got backlash and decided to say it was work. Okay, so uh, she's trying oh, to
1: save her own butt.
0: Correct, and Thank what? You. And what did you conclude after that?
1: Uh. For Rhonda? Yes. I I agree with you in that respect, but I also think she, she was truthful at first, speaking her mind, and then she realized people don't like the truth, so she backpedaled.
0: Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Like she was shooting yeah, yeah, from yeah. the heart. Yeah, okay. Uh, tipping, yes or no? Uh, is this okay what I do... I tip automatically 20%, even if it's shitty service. But yeah. if it's shitty service, I tip 20. And then I tell the server and or the manager.
1: Oh, I typically double tax, which is about 18 to 20%. Okay. And then in my head, I'm deducting if things go wrong along the way. You know, but I doubt I, I, I it has to be really bad for me to tip under
0: 15%. Oh, okay. But do you, do you ever address and tell them?
1: If it's only if it's really bad, really okay. bad, like put it this way. I was in a nice restaurant and they spilled water all over me, but they were very apologetic and they were very accommodating and they like comped us all the desserts on the menu. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to throw a huff right here. But right. if they did that, if they dropped water on me and didn't say anything, Oh yeah. I'm having words with the manager. I mean, but what if it was
0: red wine?
1: No, no. If there's apology, it's fine. I get it. Ah. Accidents happen. Accidents happen, man. It's fine. But but, you apologize, but you're apologetic. Good.
0: But Good. but what I'm saying is, if it's red wine and it's stained like a pair of pants,
1: no, no I'm still forgiving. I'm, ah. I'm too nice. I'm too nice. <laughs> if 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 you show that you're sorry about it, I'm okay with it. It's the disrespect I don't like. Like if you just walked away and said, oh, fuck it. I, don't I don't care.
0: I'm kind of like you. If they say I'm sorry and then they offer, like, you know what, I'll pay for your wardrobe.
1: Yeah. Well, then I'll cleaning. go
0: assuming it's salvageable, right? Cause yeah. if it's red wine, it's mm-hmm. like, um, if they even offer, then I go, you know what? Fuck it. Don't, don't worry about it. You apologize. Yeah. I'm cool. But if they just say, I'm sorry. And didn't offer to clean. Uh-huh. Then I'd still be a little passive aggressive. Then yeah. I'd say something to someone. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, and just to kind of supplement my my water event, they asked me if I they wanted if I wanted to do my uh dry cleaning bill for water, and I was like, oh, that's too much. I'm okay. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. That's See, in that fine. situation,
0: I would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, we're good on tipping. And, I can go to the restaurant with you and not feel bad.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm an automatic twenty percenter. Yeah, okay. Automatic twenty percenter, and then if it's super, then thirty.
1: Yeah. If it's, I have no problem giving more if I feel like I was taken care of.
0: Which, by the way, I, 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 to the listening audience, I I go to these hole in the wall Asian spots and I tip at minimum 20. Wow. At minimum 20.
1: The big guy at the Asian restaurant. Okay. Okay.
0: Dude, Charles, dude, Sanam Luang, Lolly Cup Alhambra,
1: <laughs> <Lolli> Shang,
0: <laughs> Shanghai number one. You guys, Lolly Cup is a boba place. Like, I, I don't know if you want to be big spender in Lolly and, and tea place, also <laughs> Bacali and all these other bakeries. I tip 25% oh,
1: wow, if, if it's a regular spot.
0: If it's a regular you? spot, ah, it's come nice. through like when Mike was taking my cousins out.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, because you're, you're also investing by doing that. You're, or
0: invested.
1: Yeah, like you're, you, you know it's coming back around. Yep, exactly. Okay.
0: Good for you, Charles. I all, concur. All right. Well, that's it. Thanks, Jovan. <laughs> no problem. Thank Great you. Job. Great job. Thanks for tuning in to the show. And please subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're also available on your favorite directories aside from iTunes, such as Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com, that's B-L-E-A-V-E.com, and Believe Podcasts on social media. Now, if you want to get at me personally, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Plug12, that's p l. U-G-O-N-E-T-W-O. Hit me up and I'll read your questions or maybe even have you on the show. Believe in the Fight Game. Thank you for listening to Believe.
1: You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on
0: YouTube.